My name is Nicole Braun, and you're listening to The Woo Woo Report, a weekly podcast where we celebrate the woo woo lifestyle and dig deeper to get our mystical questions answered. All right, y'all, I am so excited for this episode and to get like the real, the real truth, all of it encompassed into some astrology info for you. Cause I know personally for me, I, uh, I sometimes feel like I'm not getting all of the details and a little lost when it comes to some online resources I have for astrology. So I'm really, really excited to introduce you all to Miss Renee today. Hi, Miss hey. Renee. <laughs> um, I've had a reading from you. I had a tarot reading from you, which was amazing. And it was so, it's so amazing. You gave me this piece of advice that seems so simple, but it changed the game for me when it came to my work. And I was like, yeah, why has no one told me that before? <laughs> <laughs> Your guys were working overtime that day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you do tarot and astrology. Can you just tell us a little more about your business and your offerings? Sure. Um, I discovered tarot when I was 19 um, and it was life changing. It literally was. Uh, my I grew up, I'm a preacher's daughter, you know, and my grandmother was like one of the main mothers of the church. And so I grew up steeped in Christianity, although like in my mid-teens, I was like, "Mm, okay, if that's what you're into, but I don't know about zombie Jesus personally, (laughs) so that's cute. Um, But it's interesting the things that stick with you because I met my best friend uh, the year that I discovered Tarot. And I'm, she was this really interesting, like tall, thin, very pale goth girl. And I was like, this chick is really cool. And we're sitting on her floor the first time I ever like hung out, hung out with her. We're sitting on her floor in her bedroom going over like British goth magazines, you know, and she's turning me on to like different music. And I look on her bed and there's this tarot deck. And I swear it was like glowing to me. (laughs) And I was like, and she must have seen me like keep staring over there. And so she's like, oh, and she picked him up. And she's like, do you know how to read cards? And I was like, aren't those satanic? And she's like, um, no. And I was like, good enough. So she like bought them out. And her mom had just bought that deck for her. So she was learning. So she took out the little booklet. It was Rider Waite, I will never forget. And uh, she, we did a reading and you know, in hindsight, that reading totally came true. It was very, very accurate. And it was like a gong went off in me. I was like, oh man, I understand this. This is for me. And so uh, for Christmas that year, she bought me my own deck. I think mostly because she was sick of me using hers, you know, but also as a gift, you know. And I took off that year. I was living in Seattle and I would read cards if you even looked at me a little too long. I'm like, you want a reading? You know, and it was just amazing. It was my first experience with channeling. And it, it was just, I was on fire with it. And then the following year, 
uh, I ended up being housemates with uh, this little leprechaun of a redheaded gay boy. And his mother was a professional astrologer. So he was pretty much an astrologer because he had grown up with it all his life. And he wanted to learn tarot and I wanted to learn astrology. So every day we would wake up and we would teach each other something of tarot and astrology. And so within a couple of years, I just realized the power of both of them in um, I would just read for everybody. I ended up getting my nickname, um, Tarot Chick, because people would find me every summer at like coffee houses and parties. And so like, you're that Tarot Chick that read for me. Oh my God, that happened. And so I just did that for years, just never charging, just doing it for the love of it, you know, doing it for tips. There was times where I was like, I didn't have work. And so I would just sit in a coffee house and be tipped, you know, and it would be enough, you know, throughout the month for me to like take care of odds and ends. And um, then when I was, I think, 33, um, uh, my whole department got laid off. And I predicted that. And I went home with my shit in a box. And I said to my partner, we got laid off today. That's awesome. I think I'm done working for other people. I think I'm supposed to do cards and charts. And I started Tarot Chick in an online women's clothing store. And uh, within a year, they both exploded. So I had to choose one. And so I chose Tarot and Astrology. And I've never looked back. It's been an amazing ride. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it really it is. That's a very blessed. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> so don't let people like when I first started this, you know, people were like, wait a minute, you're gonna read cards and charts for a living. And I was like, Yeah, I think so. And they're like, Okay, girl, well, you know, wherever I land, you know, I'm I'll do my best to hook you up with a job. And it pissed me off. And I'm a Taurus. So I just was like, Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> and so it just made me that more determined to make it. So don't let people people can only People put themselves in your shoes a lot, in, in, but in limiting ways. So people can only see success for you as far as they can see success for themselves. So don't ever let people tell you what you can and can't do yeah. because that's their shit. That's not you. Oh yeah, that's what we talk about in the shadow work. I'm like, people project, they will, they've, they've been projecting their entire lives, yeah. whether you realize it or not, it's been happening since you were a baby. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So just be like Wonder Woman's, you know, bracelets. Thanks, cute. Mm -hmm. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for expressing your truth that you're yeah. living in that. And I'm going to go live mine. <laughs> Thank you very much. Not really. <laughs> so going into to get a little more info on you to share with the audience, what is your sun, moon, and rising? Okay. Taurus all day, every day. Thank you. <laughs> Child of Venus, yes. My rising is Capricorn, um, and my moon is Cancer. It's a really interesting little mix there. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I, my two best friends are a Taurus and a Capricorn. Because delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I need my Earth. I lack Earth in my chart, so I need my Earth. So, so you pull us. You yeah. pull us to you. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> that flirts for me. What is your favorite crystal and why? Ooh. You know, this is hard because 
maybe it's because I'm Torian, I'm very practical. And so I, I pull the stone that works with what I need, you know? And so I don't really have a favorite favorite, but if I were to have to answer that, it would probably be Carolite. I don't know if I'm saying it right, C-H-A-O-R-I-T, Carolite, Carolite. And I love it because it's really good for empaths you know, with the Cancer Moon, boundaries can be an issue, you know, and so Carolite is really good for empaths that need other people to keep their energy to themselves, so you can keep your energy to you, and I, I like to use it a lot when I'm reading. I also like um, uh, Black Tourmaline and Jet. I read barefoot with a foot on a slab of Jet you know, because I have to go so high when I read, that jet under my foot keeps me grounded. And black tourmaline is just the best anyway, you know. So, so again, I didn't answer. I don't have a favorite. I just, I have favorites with an S. <laughs> In the same way, black tourmaline is my favorite. I have a ring with a piece of black tourmaline. I have to, mm. public, I have to wear it. Like, I just, yeah. oh, it's real. just need it. It's, it's, I think when people are like, what's your favorite crystal? I'm like, I normally go with that. But I, I mean, Moldavite's probably my favorite in the sense of like the most impactful. And yes. Like, whoa. Um, that I've worked with, but black tourmaline, I'm like, I always have to have a piece. I have a piece of it's my just wallet. Their standard. My, yeah. my son sleeps with a piece above his bed. It is my, oh. my go-to. It's my yes. favorite, my little buddy. You know what I like <laughs> for children? I like pink opal for children Ooh. because it's so sweet. It's mm -hmm. like such a sweet stone and it's really good for children that are being bullied or children who are having a hard time sleeping or have separation anxiety. And so like, but it's just sweet overall. You don't have to have a problem child. And so like, just maybe tuck that in with them too. Yeah, I have a necklace that has pink opal on it. Oh, it's the and sweetest. that's what's wait. My son always reaches for that necklace. He's yeah. always wanting to wear it. Yeah, it's 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 a blessing for children. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to just like clasp it above his bed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, what is your favorite like woo woo thing right now? That's hard to answer because. You know, most wooey stuff kind of pisses me off, to be honest, <laughs> because it's just that I don't like trends, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and part of the reason I don't like trends is a lot of times trends are, end up being shortcuts. Mm -hmm. You know, and there is no shortcut to this work of healing and wholesomeness, you know, so I can't really answer that. But I guess if there would be one thing that I really agree with that's very popular right now is mindfulness, mm -hmm. you know, because it's the, this world keeps us in the future, you know, or it keeps us in the past. And so we're just letting life, the road of life just passes by and so and especially if you're cardinal you have that tendency in cardinal signs or cancer libra aries and um i'm forgetting somebody um <clears throat> brain come on uh cardinal signs or cancer capricorn ironically uh libra and aries and so if you're cardinal you already have a tendency to live in the future you're like okay cured world hunger next what's the next thing and so i think if you're heavy in cardinal signs uh it's important or if you have a lot of first fourth uh seventh and tenth house planet uh 
um, action, mindfulness is for you. It's good to know. I always just learn stuff from you. Even when I just read your like post <laughs> online and stuff, I'm like, I learned something so new and like oh, stuff that no. resonates, you know? Cause I mean, I'm always, I have, I attribute it to my Gemini moon and correct me if I'm wrong. Like <laughs> knowledge in learning is my love language. It's a love yeah, language. Literally. Learn, learn, learn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. What is a daily ritual you do? I think I'm a bad woo person. <laughs> Cause I, just, I don't have a go-to thing. I really flow with what I feel I need to do you know, at any given time on any given day. If, if I had to pick a thing, it, I need quiet every day. No phone, no music. And I love music. I'm about music all day. But I, I have to have a moment every day where it's just quiet for a moment. And I don't necessarily meditate, you know, purposely. But if that's what happens in that quiet time, that's great. Or... I like to sit outside. I, I'm, I'm so earthy. I really am. And so I like to touch a plant every day. I like to sit outside with the wind blowing um, and just peace for a little bit. I also think I um, or subconsciously like to spend a couple of minutes um, blessing my uh, hopes, you know, like a project that I want to do or like um, I'm looking to buy property at some point. Um, with like land, a certain amount of land. And so every day, I think I try to send just a little bit of like purposeful energy into that. But I don't have like a candle I light every day or I meditate. And it's great for you if that's what you do. But yeah, not so much. You're a little more fluid and just see what the day brings yeah. and your needs are. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, if you could describe your work in three words, what would they be? <laughs> Applicable, empowering, grounded. Mm. Yeah, I really, I have a hard time with hyper heady spirituality. Mm. You know, there was a time where like in Christianity, you, you, you weren't able to read the Bible. You just had people read it for you, you know, and like with the Golden Dawn, there's certain like information that's kept only for the highest people. And like so many spiritualities and religions, there's a hierarchy and I hate that shit. I hate it because spirituality belongs to everyone you know, and information belongs to everyone. And so I'm not going to speak to you in a way that's going to lose you. Because what's the purpose of this work if, if it's not relatable and applicable and empowering to every single person? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I pride myself on being able to take complex, um, understandings or readings and and make them just every day for you yeah no i love that yeah i remember when i first started really getting into this a lot of stuff felt for me um really unobtainable and like i had to earn it you know i had to earn it and that there was something and i was like um i don't know that was, 
That feels not like, not even like, cause I looked at it, I was like, is this me and my own rejection wounds? And I was like, no, this just feels like weird hierarchy stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it has no place in spirit as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the most popular things that I see talked about and just gets brought up with clients a lot when I work with them um, <clears throat> is cause sometimes like stuff will come up and it's usually, or a lot of people come for, to me for readings when they're about to start their Saturn return or their okay. Saturn return. <laughs> and a lot of people ask me about Saturn return. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable. I don't know enough. I need to get an expert here. Cause yeah. to me, I've seen it, you know, put in a nice little quote of the cosmic rite of passage, which I get like, but I just wanted you to share with us the importance of the Saturn return and what it's really about because it's so talked about, but I feel like it's kind of the way it's put out there. <laughs> so happy that you asked. First of all, you don't only have one Saturn return. You, if you live long enough, you'll have probably maybe three in a standard lifetime of like maybe 80 years or so of life. Um, and each of them is very different in their impact. So when I'm explaining somebody's first Saturn return, um, you'll either have it at 27, 28, 29, or 30, somewhere in there, depending on its orbit and where it comes back to. Well, first of all, what is a Saturn return? So the planet Saturn is at a certain degree in your birth chart in a certain sign. When you have a return, Saturn is weighted all the way around the chart and back to the place it was when you were born. And again, for some that's at 27, 28, 29, or 30. When you have your first Saturn return, I always tell people in America, you're considered an adult at 18 and 21. In astrology, you're considered an adult when you hit that Saturn return. Okay, this is when you're like, oh wait, life isn't just a series of things that are happening to me. I'm supposed to be piloting this ship, guiding this. And so there's a moment where Saturn is about maturation. It's about personal power and accountability. It's a heavy planet. When you have your Saturn return, Saturn is at, up in your face. And Saturn's like, where are you trying to go? What are you trying to build? Do you have the tools for that? what are you committed to? What, you know, and you were like, oh, um, uh, you know. And so Saturn return is where you grow up. It's grow up 1.0, you know, and you could be mature in a lot of different ways, but when you hit your Saturn return, it is just, it hits different. And I really feel it hits people in one of maybe three ways. For one person that Saturn return, they're like the dude with the toga on and the beer bong and the lampshade on their head and their Saturn return hits them and they're like oh man the party's over isn't it and people are like dude you're totally arrested the party's been over you don't even go to this college anymore let it go and so some people are like ah it's time to start stop just effing around and thinking that life is just gonna happen to and for me so that's one way <clears throat> The other person is the type A vein poking out of the forehead. I know my whole entire life by the time I'm 10 years old. And their Saturn return hits them and they freak out because they're like, I, I thought I had it all planned out. You know, it just all made sense. And now I'm at this age and 
And I'm like, did I do this because it looks good on paper? Did I do this because my mom and dad wanted me to? Did I do this for like societal flex? And you start to think about what you value. And so a lot of people have a moment of like having to reroute themselves because, oh, life is real. It's not just this ideal abstract on paper. And then the third person, I think most people are, um, they're starting return hits and they're like, oh my God, where am I doing? What am I going? Is this what I, and they're like, ah, actually, I'm kind of doing all right. I just need to tweak here and tweak here and keep it pushing. And so Saturday return is when things get real and you start to realize that you have a life to build. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's when I look back at my Saturn return, I still need to get a chart reading from you because, you know, I, I don't know anything about, I mean, I do, but not really, you know, like I know like what I've like looked up, but it's also coming from my filter. Right. So, right. Um, <laughs> but my Saturn return, um, I got engaged and married during it. Boop. And I never thought I was going to get engaged or married. I never had someone that stuck around that long. And I really, right. that was really hard for me. Like someone not abandoned me when things got hard. Someone was like, nope, yes. and that freaked me out. I was like, but that's not the pattern. Saturn is <laughs> <laughs> about commitment. What are you committed to? Yeah. And you're like, I'm committed to this ring and this baby and this marriage, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It gets real. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting when I was looking back and it was one of actually my Saturn return was a time in my life where I didn't experience a lot of death. It was a lot of new life, which was really, really. Saturn is the planet of building. Mm. What are you trying to build? Mm. Yeah. So that makes sense. And then we have a second Saturn return uh, 27 to 30 years later. And the second Saturn return is difficult and eye opening in a different way because by that time, you're looking at, were you able to stay true to yourself? Were you able, what, were you able to stand in your value systems? What did you build? Why did you build that? You know, and so there's a redress available for you when you have your second Saturn return 27 or 30 years later. That'll be interesting. Cause I know, right? Yeah, in the middle of my Saturn return, I started, like, I was living in LA when it started. And I was trying to work in um, like um, wardrobe styling. I really loved it, but it's it was so cutthroat and hard down there. And just, I can imagine. Uh, exhausting. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, my dad offered me a job to work for him remotely. I could stay at home and I could work remotely. My now husband at the time, we were just um, dating and we got a puppy. I, I started working for him, but it not a job. I worked in like pre-existing home mortgages and like calling people, like not me wow. at all. And I would have panic attacks and I would oh, God. every day. And I was like, it's not worth it. Like eventually, like once it ended, I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's not, this isn't for me. That's my dad's path and his other hey. kid's path. It's not for me. Like I can't, I can't, it's not worth it for me, no matter how convenient it is. It's not worth and it. And even better, you won't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't, and I won't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what does that make you think of the second Saturn turn? I don't know. When does what? Why did that make you think of the second Saturn oh, return? Oh, because I think it's going to be because everything that I'm kind of getting into now, I mean, it has nothing to do with that, but it's uh -huh. heavier work that I'm starting to get into. Like I got um, certified in grief recovery 
and mm. love it, but I know it's going to be heavy. So I think maybe my lesson will be like, don't go to convenience. Yeah. Don't do that. Stay in what yes. you're doing. There's a reason. And I think that's probably going to pop up later because I still, you know, for me, before I do this stuff, sometimes when I can feel that burnout happening, I was like, oh, you know, I miss just not having a job I was emotionally invested in. Right. <laughs> You know, is I like Saturn. I'm a Saturn Chiron Pluto girl. I like the heavier planets mm -hmm. that I get down with that. And one thing I really like is Saturn is so maligned, first of all. But one of the things I really like about Saturn is Saturn's trying to help you come into your power. You just, I call it the cosmic drill sergeant. You're not going to get away with anything with Saturn, but Saturn is not like unfair any ground you gain with Saturn you earned it yeah. you know and so I like Saturn because it's the planet of empowerment mm -hmm. but you, you don't sweat for it mm -hmm. and, and as a cat rising I'm like okay with that <laughs> <laughs> and so with like but it's is it still applicable right like because I know we all have different signs and it's in different mm -hmm. houses does mm -hmm. that is it more impactful for certain signs or certain houses that it's in or is, is the Saturn return more impactful? Yeah. On no, the everybody's going to get some. Okay. Everybody, you're just going to get it in the way that you need it. You know? Saturn does not play favorites or just no, not at all. Saturn is not serving. At all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that, that honesty with Saturn though, right? Like, I think that if you're Saturnian in your chart though, mm -hmm. you're going to have an, a slightly, a slight advantage because if you're Saturnian, you're the drill sergeant's kid. And so, like, you got three kids lined up and one is a drill sergeant's kid. That drop and give me 50 ain't nothing to you. You're like, oh, okay, on my knuckles? Sure. <laughs> and so I think if you're Saturnian or Capricorn prominent, or if you have 10th house placements, you're, you're probably going to weather your Saturn return a little better. Got it. Okay. Because you're going to be like, oh, hey, Dad. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when you look at someone's chart, so when you're doing a chart reading and say, um, like, do you specific, do you focus on that? Let's say if you can see that they're about to go into it or if they're in the middle or at the end of the first one per se, let's just focus on first. Cause I feel like mm -hmm. for the sake of my audience, it's a lot of people in that age range. In that so, age group. Okay. Yeah. So like, is there something that do you focus on that or do you just kind of include a tidbit of that when you're reading the natal chart? It's definitely, you know, when I read a person's chart, um, I'm also looking at the transits. Transits are, okay, so your birth chart is a freeze frame of where all the planets were in the heavens the moment you came out your mama. It never shifts, it never changes, it's the map of you. But the planets are always, literally always, every second, every moment, moving in the heavens. So when I'm reading a chart, I'm always looking at two intense transits you're going through that are kind of handing you your ass, and then two sweet, graceful transits that are blessing and gracing you. And so a lot of times when I'm looking at the tough transit, I'm like, where's your Saturn? What's it doing right now? Where's your Pluto? What's it doing right now? And so I, the Saturn and Pluto are my go-tos for like intense transits. So if I see a person's about to have their Saturn return, I'm already looking to see what their Saturn's doing anyway. And so I definitely would be like, oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll note that. That makes sense. I think yeah. my, I think my Saturn, I could be making this up, but I feel <laughs> like my, I'm trying to see if I could just pull it up. Not that it's like, you know, um, my, my Saturn and Pluto are both in Scorpio. 
Okay. And to me, I hear that and I'm like, that sounds intense. <laughs> Girl, it is uh, so accurate. <laughs> Very accurate. Yeah, I, I was looking at that and I was like, oh, that's my two Scorpio placements are in Saturn and Pluto, which is Ooh. interesting. So, yeah. Well, Pluto rules Scorpio. So when a planet's in its own sign, it's extra beefy. It's like Jason Momoa beefy. It's like the rock beefy. And of all planets to have that beefy, Pluto, the planet of death and rebirth and transformation and power dynamics, you know, woo. It's, that sounds it's about right. Extra caliente. Probably why I love grief and death and shadow work so much. Yeah, you're like, ooh, this stuff is delicious. <laughs> I always feel so weird when I'm just like, let's talk about shadow work and grief and Girl, death. And I'm like, yes. No. You're just built for heavy lifting. Ain't no shame to that game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit more just about like, so if someone was to book a natal chart reading with you? Do you do all of them the same? Are there like different, because sometimes I've seen astrologers be like, you know, the start of the new year reading or whatever it is, or do you just kind of, are you more like intuitively, they just book when they book or what are your offerings around it? So when I do different types of charts, mm -hmm. you know, I do what's called the woo, the what's up universe. And that's looking at transits that if you're like, what the hell is going on in my world? Or if you're like, Ooh, I want to, I want to, look at dates for my wedding, or I've been thinking about moving, or I've been thinking about children. You know, the woo is like, let's look at your transits and let's look at times that would be more effective for this or least effective for that, or just overall what's happening in my world. That's for the woo. Um, and it's all transits of importance. Then the natal chart is your whole darn chart, like the map of you. I break it down and I also try to tuck in some transits that are impacting you over the next year as well. And then I do a child's natal chart. And so if you have a friend that's about to have a baby, that's a great gift to give them. Or if you're dealing with um, a teenager and you're like, what the hell is happening with this kid? You know, or if you just had a child um, doing their chart to have a deeper understanding of who this person is, you know, and some of their strengths and weaknesses that are going to come up in the future or that they're, they're kind of showing now. Um, so those are the three types of chart work that I offer. Did that answer your question, though? Yeah, and oh, okay. I, I'm gonna have to get a little chart for my little one. He's. I would love to read for your baby, Bob. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's he's Leo dominant, just like his mama. So. Oh, you guys have a shorthand then. Hey. Short <laughs> and then my, my my husband is like not at all. <laughs> <laughs> he feels very ganged up on. <laughs> what sign is hubby? Uh, he is a Pisces sun. So his, so our sun and rising are flipped. So he, yeah, so he's a Pisces sun with a Leo rising and he has a Taurus moon. He can handle y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he does just he, sometimes he's like, what's going on here? <laughs> so what is the, you know, I know that we have all these resources online, right? Like that kind of give us these little like horoscopes and stuff like that. But I want to talk about the power and the spiritual aspects of someone's like full natal chart and just how it can give a deeper guidance and understanding to this human experience we're all having. Honey, I literally call our birth charts the map of you. 
That is the literal, that is your manual for how you operate. It's also the manual of where you stumble and where you're not so strong, where there's stuff that you need to shore up and bring up, you know? Um, and then there's your like powers and like where you are just like have it. I love reading charts so much because I, I like talking about how freaking powerful we all are. We all have our different superpowers. And like, and sometimes people are afraid of themselves. And I love to be like, but why are you scared? But why? This is beautiful. This is delicious. And then sometimes people are really powerful, but they're not mindful of how they could scorch the earth. And so I'm like, so honey, how about we think about other people? You know? So I love reading charts because everybody's got their something. And I, I love being that light that makes them go, oh my God, yes. I love that. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I think most of us, right, we want to be seen and heard. And I think that, at least for me, when I, you know, I'm always going to be like a little in the shadows, astrology, reading stuff about it and learning stuff about it. I think it's so fascinating. It Um, is. It's never ending. Yeah, but I just, I think it allows us to feel seen and heard. And I think because it's one of the aspects of like kind of woo woo new age stuff per se, that's so acceptable. We're able to connect in that way, you know? And what a beautiful tool to have, like what a beautiful way to be able to connect. Yeah. I, it's, it's so empowering. I think everybody should get their chart read at some point in their life by a person because like, there's so much nuance in chart. I mean, you can get some basic and good basic information by getting a printout, but there's just something about having a talented reader, be able to see the subtleties and the nuances um, in your chart. Um, I, I'm not trying to brag, but I really feel like being an empath, like really adds to my ability to be a astrologer, because not only am I seeing the facts of your chart, but there's certain information and vibes I'm getting. Um, I, I see patterns very easily. And also I'm sitting with the person. I don't care if it's via Skype or, or whatever. I'm still being able to tap into your energy. And I, I really feel like you, everybody should get read from a talented astrologer because it's, it can be life-changing. People write me love letters, you know, and it, and it just makes me so... I feel so loved and so blessed to be able to tell people you're the shit and these are the ways you're the shit. Now go be a light. Oh, I love it. I love that. Me you were, you, you still teach? I know you did teach astrology, right? At the astrology school here. Mm-hmm. I still, t- I have two courses coming up. Um, I always talk to, I think it's uh, first year students. Uh, sorry, I don't know if it's first or second year students. I just show up on the day and I teach a Chiron course. Uh, Chiron is a wounded healer. Um, and then I have one coming up in way in the future in April um, that's going to be about the Tarot of Astrology or the Astrology of Tarot or one of the two. Yeah. Wait, what is that? I need to know more about that. So Tarot is jam-packed with astrology. 
jam-packed with it. And that's why, like, you know, that's why I, oh, can you still hear me? I got a call, sorry. Um, and that's why when I was younger, I wanted to learn the both because I understood that they're siblings, mm -hmm. you know? And so this course is going to be about how to roll in, in astrology or siblings. That's awesome. Yeah. I've never heard, I've seen like, um, I guess it, I don't know if it would fall under tarot or Oracle decks, but I've seen cards, you know, divination mm -hmm. cards that have like astrology themes to them, but I've never- uh, And symbols in it. Even yeah. the regular right away is packed with uh, astrology symbols and definitely the, um, the Thoth deck is packed with astrology symbols, you know? So yeah, I'm looking forward to teaching that course. That's, is that going to be, a, well, I, I'm guessing it'll be available online because of... Uh, no, it's going to be at the Portland School of Astrology, but I may need okay. to do a thing, you know, make it accessible to everybody. <laughs> yeah, because that sounds very, very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so a question I have to ask everyone because I am a paranormal lover. <laughs> do you believe in ghosts? And if you do... Oh, honey, do you... 100. Okay. <laughs> 100. When I was young, um, I would see spirits so often that I didn't know if they were a living person or a dead person, like at any given time, you know, I would see them all the time, but I would never really interact with them because it freaked me out so much. And then when I got a little older, um, I guess this Taurus will is strong because I was like, no, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. And I just like blocked being able to see them, you know? And so that lasted a good long time until about 2011 when one day I was about to walk into my bedroom and in the corner of my room, when you walk into the room on the opposite corner, I had this, um, like big comfy chair. And I turned to go into my room and there's a dude sitting in my chair. And I looked at him, he looked at me and I was like, what? And then he was gone. And I was like, oh, are we back to this? <laughs> are we back to this? And then um, two years ago, I turned the corner to walk into my kitchen and there was a woman standing there. And I was just like, oh girl, and she left. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. So you, I think we're back to that. <laughs> you, I've had that happen a couple times in the house I'm in now. Mm -hmm. They just like, they, it, it's like in the middle of the day, I, you know, which is even, well, not middle, but like always later afternoon, actually, usually around like, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so, that's, a, that's when I saw the dude. It was like, is that golden hour where the sun mm -hmm. is set? Yes. 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 Yeah. Mm hmm. I want, I'm going to have to research some more stuff. I'm always, I'm always hearing like nighttime and all that stuff, but I've been seeing them around that time, but it's similar. I'm just like, what? And then gone. Like, like it's almost like they're just passing through. I felt like yeah, I saw like them. Yeah. Like almost like sometimes I wonder if because of the work in here, even though I, you know, cleanse and all that stuff, I just wonder if it's creates that magnet that makes this place almost like a train station in some way. You know, I don't think it's a place. I don't, I think it's us. Oh, Lovely. I think they can see us. We're bright, you know, and it's not in a braggy way. We're bright, <laughs> but like when you channel, when you have all this energy, your aura is just bright and they see us. They just see us, mm -hmm. you know, so I've had to square 
that I, oh, and when I was in my late teens, my first apartment, I was 19 and there was a spirit that hung out in my apartment and we just named it Eru, you know, and it means it that is. And so I was talking to this dude one time because like, uh, when you're a teen and you own your own apartment, it's always a party, you know? And this dude was in my apartment. I was telling him about Eru and he's like, yeah, whatever. And then all of a sudden the lights flickered. And I was like, I told you, dude. <laughs> oh my and so, but I really think that it's not, I've had to swear that wherever I go, mm -hmm. stuff like that is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I, I stay up on my cleansing. Mm -hmm. You know, so it doesn't happen deeply and it doesn't happen like bad, mm -hmm. you know, because like I got some strong mojo. So like you, if you get in here, you don't have bad intention. <laughs> and so go ahead and pass on through. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I've been lucky enough to not experience that now in my life. But when I was younger, it was definitely some, some dark some dark stuff, but my mom had all that unhealed trauma and I feel like that magnetized it. Like, Absolutely. I could go into a whole nother ramble thing about that, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's um, my son actually, I can't remember, I was talking to another guest about this, but my son, um, there was a time there because I think children, they're really attracted to children. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's wide open. Yeah. And there was, um, there was a time there where my son was waking up in the middle of the night with like nightmares and his speech wasn't so great. This was probably in between age like one and two. He's yeah. three now. And he would tell us to turn the light on. And he's like, turn on all the lights in the house. And we were like, what are you seeing? And the angel reader that I work with a lot, um, she's like, well, spirits are coming to him to help them cross over. So he was turning lights on to send them to the light. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I just pretty much did a whole thing a lot of like, you cannot come to my son to help you cross over. They stopped. The nightmare stopped. He never yeah. asked again. He never asked to turn the lights on again. It was wild. Yeah. I have one kind of funny ghost story. Yeah, tell it, tell it. <laughs> it was kind of sad, but funny. My grandmother was my world. She was my favorite person on this damn spinning rock. And when she passed, I just, lost it for a little bit and I made some poor choices and lovers and just was stoned all the time just lost it and I was about to sleep with this dude that was just hot trash and the remote he was in the bathroom and the remote for the tv was on the bedside table I'm on the other side of the bed okay why did tv come on and it said parental control. <laughs> oh my God. I just stood there, sat there looking at that. I was like, grandma, this dude is hot garbage. I'm still going to do this, but thank you. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's hilarious. Oh I just was like, wow, message received. And hi, I miss you. <laughs> so funny i love that's one of the funniest ghost stories i've heard <laughs> parental control i will never so forget. sassy i know <laughs> my grandma was virgo mm, yes. oh but she was a virgo yeah i love 
I love Virgos. Me too. I love Virgos. A lot of my exes are Virgos, but then like my Me cousins, too. Yeah, I just, they're hilarious. There's something about their like dry humor, whatever. Yes. Like, mm. I love them. If you're smart and funny, mm, sit next to me. My son's <laughs> Virgo rising. So he uh, has Virgo rising. And then I think he's a Leo moon and a Leo sun. Oh my goodness. Get ready. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Where can we find you online? Where, where can everyone connect? Um, it's real easy. Miss Renee Healing, both for my IG account and Miss Renee Healing on Facebook as well. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Well, thank everyone. you. This has been okay. yummy. We could go on and on. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But we'll have to maybe do a part two because I feel like there's just so much about astrology, right? Like there's just, there's just so it's much. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll I'm about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll and maybe some stuff that people don't talk about because like you said, like Pluto, I don't feel like that's really talked about as much. And you know Saturn Pluto Chiron. I'm about it. Like yeah. anytime you want, hit me up. Yay. Yeah. All right, everyone, go follow Miss Renee. Book a, a natal chart reading, book a tarot reading, get some of that magic. And I'm excited to Share next week's episode, go follow us online, and we'll connect next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Woo Woo Report. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Nicole Baron, N-I-C-O-L-E-B-U-R-R-O-N to stay up to date on everything woo woo.